Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Something drew me back to James Baldwin's soul-searing book, The Fire Next Time. Published in 1963, he details the depth of loss and despair experienced by African Americans. Famously, he asks, do I really want to be integrated into a burning house? But then he remembers joy. Inviting us, he writes, to rejoice in the force of life, of life itself, and to be present in all that one does, from the effort of loving to the baking of bread. I had only half remembered these redemptive words, but they are what I need. In spite of everything, James Baldwin invites us to show up for life, and be glad for it. I think a lot about what these times are asking of us. That feeling of thanksgiving can get more than a little lost in the madness. American poet Wendell Berry writes, be joyful, though you have considered all the facts. Be joyful. But I want to get at something more subtle than joy. I want to weigh in for gratitude. Be grateful, though you have considered all the facts. My friend, my colleague, Bill Sinkford, sat at his son Billy's bedside in the emergency room. Billy was 15 years old. He had just overdosed. In that hell, Bill describes what he calls an experience of the holy. I don't consider myself a Christian, he says. I have no systematic theology. But late in the evening, I felt the hands of a loving universe reaching out to me. I knew that those hands would be there to hold me whatever the morning brought. And I knew, though I cannot tell you how, that those hands were holding my son as well. I knew that I did not have to walk that path alone, that there is a love that has never broken faith with us and never will. Billy lived. Bill was changed forever. He says, my personal pattern had been to worry about what I was entitled to rather than what I had been given. I am spending more time being thankful. 
being grateful. Dr. Richard Moss was sitting in a cafe, sipping coffee and reading a book when he says, all at once the words began to dance on the page. As I looked around, everything seemed alive with energy. The very air itself was on fire with radiant light and my body felt like an atomic reactor gone wild. I left the restaurant and headed up a country road toward the mountains. He continues, I felt as though my body would explode. A shimmering brilliance pervaded everything, and I began to dissolve into the world around me. I became afraid. My medical mind offered a chain of distressing diagnoses, seizure, stroke, psychosis. Although I had walked slowly and was just sitting now, I could feel my heart pounding. I tried to breathe deeply in order to center myself. I told myself, let go. But then I began to dissolve even more, and the fear became overwhelming. Dr. Moss returned to the cafe where he was meeting a friend and asked her for help. She dismissed the idea of psychosis. She was a therapist. Took him home so he wouldn't be alone and lit candles that burned day and night surrounding him with the ambience of a ritual. For four or five days, Richard Moss remained in a state of intense agitation and anxiety, making it almost impossible to sleep. I was standing at the edge of an abyss, he says, afraid and unable to let go, yet too anguished to remain where I was. Finally, he arrived at a state of complete resignation. I had done everything I could think to do, he says. All that was left was acceptance. I vowed to myself that I would live one moment at a time, and even if I knew nothing but this misery, I would learn to be grateful. The experience subsided. Richard Moss now believes he was breaking through to a higher level of consciousness. He realized that resisting that breakthrough only gave his misery power. The task, he says, is to know that even this is the very divine. Even if I know nothing but this misery, I will learn to be grateful. Children's television icon, Mr. Rogers, learned a powerful lesson in gratitude from his mother. As a boy, frightened by scary things in the news, he says, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. Even in the midst of utter devastation, there are helpers. Be grateful. the heart of Alice Walker's tour de force, the color purple, are the unforgettable Seeley and Shug. In spite of poverty and suffering and depravity, 
they're grateful. Shug says, God loves everything you love and a mess of stuff you don't. But more than anything else, God loves admiration. You saying God's vain, I asked. No, she says, not vain, just wanting to share a good thing. I think it ticks God off when you walk by the color purple in a field somewhere and don't notice it. What does it do when it's ticked off, I asked. Oh, it makes something else. People think pleasing God is all God cares about, but any fool living in the world can see God is always trying to please us back. Yeah, I say. Yeah, she says. It's always making little surprises and springing them on us when we least expect it. Say thank you. The Dalai Lama is among the world's greatest authorities on surviving and thriving in spite of unfathomable loss and suffering. Once the staff preparing the stage for him to teach at Madison Square Garden put a mattress under his throne. They wanted him to be comfy. His Holiness ceremoniously ascended the steps onto the platform and was seated amidst the sounding of loud gongs and deep Tibetan chanting. A look of surprise lit up his face. The mattress. He bounced. Seated on a throne in front of thousands of people, moments before he was to begin the transmission of the Kala Chakra, the ancient teachings on the creation of the cosmos, the Dalai Lama grinned and bounced like a little kid. Bounce, bounce, bounce. And the audience roared with laughter. His Holiness says of the Chinese government, they have taken the sacred texts from our temples, put our monks and nuns in prison, taken so much from the Tibetan people. Why should I also let them take my happiness? I think of those lines from poet Jack Gilbert. To make injustice the only measure of our attention is to praise the devil. We must have the stubbornness to accept gladness in the ruthless furnace of this world. The stubbornness to accept gladness and be grateful. Beloved spiritual companions, at this Thanksgiving time, May we heed James Baldwin's directive to rejoice in the force of life itself and be grateful, though we have considered all the facts. With Bill Sinkford, may we spend less time thinking about that to which we're entitled and more time thinking about that which we have been given. There is a love that has never broken faith with us and never will.
With Richard Moss, may we vow to live one moment at a time and learn to be grateful. With Mr. Rogers, may we look for the helpers and give thanks. With Seely and Suge, we mean, may we notice the color purple and say, thank you. And with the Dalai Lama, may we bounce on the bed and let nothing take our happiness. May we have the stubbornness to accept gladness in the ruthless furnace of this world. Let us give thanks. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.